our coaching cafe this week, refreshed after a bit of a break and tackling our most popular topic, coaching upwards. We often get asked during our coaching programs, can I use these techniques to coach my manager or my boss? And it's not uncommon that a participant will set their goal for the program as getting more tools to coach upwards. So we asked Paula Jones-Hunt to share her nearly 20 years of experience with coaching team members to have upwards conversations with their managers. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our Coaching Cafe today. Um, The topic that we're looking at today is Coaching Upwards. For those who haven't met me before, um, I'm Paula Jones-Hunt. I'm the resident HR specialist at Open Door Coaching. Um, And we thought we'd look at Coaching Upwards and um, I thought we'd take a a little bit, we'd do a little bit of a case study today. So before I get started, I would first like to acknowledge the traditional owners and the custodians of the land on which we meet today and their continuing connection to the land, waters and communities of Australia. I'd like to acknowledge that I am on Noongar land um, here in Western Australia and we pay our respects to all all Indigenous um, owners and traditional owners, to to, to their elders past, present and emerging And I'd also like to pay my respects to anyone who is international and to their um, traditional owners and custodians of their lands. So what is on our agenda today? I know that's the exciting part. Now, I will just let you know um, that I managed to cop the flu and COVID. So my voice is a little bit um, scraggly today and I will try and get through and um, see how we go. So... What we're going to do is look at what is coaching upwards, why is it important, when should we do it, the five P's of coaching upwards, and as always, we're making sure we're creating a community, creating shared learning experiences. Um, I would love to have thought-provoking conversations, so if there's anything that comes up, pop it in the question and answers, and I will uh, make sure that we get to it. Um, And as usual at the end, there's the ICFCCEs um, that you'll be able to take a photo of. So let's have a think of what coaching upwards is. Um, And I know that we ran a webinar in March about this as well. So we're going to do a quick overview. Coaching upwards is just when you have really great conversations with people who are hierarchically um, up a level from you or up more than a level from you. And it's really, it's gen- generally we're coaching upwards if, if there's a concern, if, you, uh, um, if you've got some feedback to give your manager, if, the, if there's some, something that you need to seek clarification on that you haven't done in a normal setting. Coaching upwards is, I think people get, um, it's, it's always a little stressful when you're coaching upwards or when you're giving feedback upwards and those sorts of things because you're never quite sure how it will be taken, what the person that you're, you know, the person that you're, you're working with is generally someone who, you know, might have a say in promotions and those sorts of things. So it can always be a little bit tricky. So here we go. From a, and we're going to use a model today that is um, that was created as part of the work that Natalie's been doing with the with Air Force. So you'll see things like rank in um, some of our um, 
some of our wording, and that's because that's because it comes from an, a defence background. So, coaching is coaching upwards is anyone who is superior, you know, higher in rank, higher in hierarchy status, or has some level of power or um, experience that is above where you're sitting. Um, It would be amazing if we ever got to a point um, in the universe when hierarchy wasn't such a big issue in the way our organisations run and that they were quite flat, but that's probably a pie-in-the-sky sort of idea. And we do need to have levels because certain people have to be able to approve things that other people can't approve and all of those sorts of things. But this is really about looking at how do we have a great conversation with someone who has a perceived level of power above us? So why is it important? I'm going to throw it out before I start talking about it. Um, Has anybody got any ideas as to why um, coaching upwards is such an important topic for us to cover? haven't got anything coming through so I'll keep moving but if you've got something I'd love to see it um so why is it important well um the first one is that it actually creates a collaborative culture so if you if you can have a great conversation with your manager of if you can have a great conversation with someone outside of of your normal reporting line Um, and be really successful. It creates a collaborative culture. It builds relationships. It aligns everybody to work objectives because you have this great coaching conversation and then you know where you're going and what needs to happen. Um, And we're basically walking the talk. I mean, we talk about in coaching that you can coach anybody anywhere, and this is one of those ones where it might be a little bit more difficult, but we um, we can absolutely do that. Anyone else have any ideas as to why it's really important? Oh, I've got one. I'm excited. Hang on. Oh, Del, I'm sorry that your chat is disabled. Did you want to pop it into Q&A? I think that's working. I also have this um, philosophy that there's no such, that feedback is feedback. It's not good or bad feedback. It's just information that we get that helps us. Um, And that our real aim is to have really great, respectful conversations. And if you have respectful conversations, then you'll be creating a collaborative culture. You'll be building relationships. Um, Everyone will be aligned. And Del agrees with me. Thank you, Del. Feedback is great regardless of where it comes from. I agree. In fact, sometimes it's more powerful that if it comes from somebody who um, is is not necessarily at the same level and they're giving you a piece of information that you might a manager might not actually know exists. So that's why it's really important. Thank you, Del. I really appreciate that. So let's have a look at... When do we need to do it or should we do it? Um, And these are really great questions to ask yourselves when you're getting to to the point where you're doing it. Oh, Dave said bosses are human too and like to be thought of. I could not agree more. Um, And bosses are not infallible and they don't know what they don't know. Um, And 
the the whole thing about the respectful conversation is that if we don't tell people something and they don't know, then they can't make a correction on it. So coaching upwards is that really great piece that is the feedback loop, loop that comes 360. So when do we need to or should we do it? So if the manager initiates it, so if a manager asks you for your feedback, Sometimes that can be in a 360 degree. Sometimes it can be less formal. Um, the manager needs you as a sounding board because, honestly, they, they need people as well. Or you initiate it. You need to influence someone. You are trying to resolve an issue. You want to improve feedback both ways. You're clarifying an intent. Um, Sometimes I actually think there's a there's a piece in here about it's not always it, it can sometimes be that what you want to do is learn and understand some more as well. So the coaching upwards means asking great questions to understand how they got somewhere or what they were doing, so that it helps to build your skills and knowledge as well. And in the process, if we're really lucky, there's some great feedback there and there's learning on both sides. Anybody else have any ideas as to when we need to or should we should we do it is there a is there a big reason why when we shouldn't do it anyone have any ideas about when we should not do it I can imagine everyone typing furiously um the first one I would say is do not do it when you're extremely angry um and you are un really unhappy with something and you're in that moment um, the main reason for that is you're probably not going to have thought through how you're going to give that feedback and sometimes those conversations can be career limiting. Anyone else got any other ideas about when we shouldn't do it? Oh, I've got one. I'm excited. Uh, too emotive. Agreed. If you really, these are ones where, I mean, any feedback that you give someone really shouldn't be done when you're extremely emotional about it um, because you're likely to say something you didn't really mean or put it in a way um, that is not going to come across with the purpose that you want it to. Um, and Del said if there's a member of the team who can't or won't give feedback, sometimes that can happen too. So, um, and you do really have to feel comfortable to do this. Um, and so if, we are, if we're coaching someone to do it, it's about the preparation that we do with that and making sure that they are ready to have that conversation. Um, because it's not what, particularly coaching upwards, you do not want to go in flying by the seat of your pants um, because you, we want to make this really respectful. So if I'm working with someone um, and they need to do some coaching upwards, but you can do this for yourself as well if you need to do coaching upwards. And I thought I'd give you an example of when I had used this. Um, firstly, I need to recognise and attribute this work to Air Commodore Ian Scott from the Royal Australian Air Force because they have done a lot of work in this space and this is the model that they're using. Um, but I absolutely think it's something that we can all use. Um, and I thought it might actually be helpful if I took you through a bit of a case study where I've used this before um, and show you how it can work from that perspective. Now, I used to work from a HR perspective, so I was working with managers, ops managers, um, leaders, senior leaders, senior management. 
But the example that I have was quite a relevant one where it was a very tricky situation. So to give you a little bit of an overbrief of of what was happening, we had an operations manager who had been um, elevated um, and received a promotion into the general manager position, which was amazing. They, I, I really valued this person and I thought that would be great in the general manager position. Um, and then we had a senior manager who moved into the operations manager position, which was the position that person vacated. So we've got a new general manager who was the operations manager and a new operations manager who had previously been a senior manager. Um, now, the situation that occurred was that the general manager sometimes, and I know that some of you will know this this story well and it will resonate with you, sometimes the general manager couldn't help themselves um, and they kept popping in to the operations manager's space and doing their old job rather than their new job. Um, And there were two issues with that. One is that the general manager needs to be the general manager during the general manager role, and it's really important to be doing that piece of work um, and, and establishing themselves in that general manager role. The second issue was that for the operations manager, it felt like that person, that the new operations manager was being undermined a little bit. Um, and there was feedback from, but first of all, it would happen and the ops manager wouldn't know that it happened and then had to deal with whatever they had done. And it also wasn't in line with how they were planning on um, delivering the ops manager role in their position. So that's a little bit about where it was. Um, so where do we come in as coaches to help people in these sorts of situations? And we use the three, the, the three the five P's of coaching upwards. Um, Those P's are plan, purpose, practice, pick the time and place, and plan B. I, uh, when I first saw this, I thought plan B should have said retreat, retreat. Um, But apparently five P's sounds better than four P's and an R. So when we get to the plan and thinking through all the issues, this is where as a coach your your most valuable work happens um, because it's really about getting your coachee to think about what's going on, what's what's the actual issue, so not what are the peripheral issues, but what is actually going on and what's the key issue that they need to talk to this person about. Um, has anyone got some great coaching questions that they'd ask in this plan situation? Um, I would generally start with, you know, tell, tell me what's going on um, and look and running through things like, and what is the impact of that for you? Because when you start asking what is the impact or what are the implications of this happening, you start getting to the root cause of it. So it might be that they did something and you want to tell them not to do that something, but it's what does that link to that is really what you need corrected. Um, So in that plan phase, we're really looking at what's the issue, what's the impacts, what happens if this doesn't improve, and getting down to what is the real issue in there. And then we go to the purpose. So when you go into any respectful conversation, 
we really need to look at what's the reason you're entering that conversation. Um, and in that emotional space, that's where we get the, if you're going in there because you really just want to tell them how you feel, um, I, that's telling someone how you feel about something is perfectly reasonable. But if you're going in there to give them a whack, if you're going in them because you really want them to, you know, you, you want to make it a, a terrible environment for them, I would suggest you stop and step back because it's not going to be very successful. So if your purpose is to make it a positive experience for you um, and your boss and the organisation, then you're, you're starting from a great space. So that's about talking about with your coachee around, you know, what's the what's the reason that you want to have this conversation with your manager? What are the, What's the outcome that you want to get? If the outcome is not a positive one, then keep going in your questioning. If you get a positive response, then we can start moving forward. And this is my favourite one is the practice. This is where, as a coach, we get the opportunity to um, give that coachee a, a chance to ask their questions in a safe space. Dave says he likes Natalie's what is the higher purpose. I agree. What 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 is the what is the higher purpose for this conversation? What if you stepped out of yourself and you were looking at what's the best, what what's the real reason that we're here? So I agree, Dave. I like the higher purpose. And then the, the practice. So we're running through the conversation. And I don't know about you, but I have often thrown out a question um, in a coaching session that just fell completely flat. <laughs> and it was not the question that I should have asked. Um, this the opportunity you have here with your coachee is to um, let them ask those questions and as a coach um, help guide them and coach them into what would be a better question. So that question didn't come out great and normally as a coach you know that the question came out like a dud, it fell flat on its face. What's a better way we could ask this question or what is it you're trying to achieve with that question and how else could it be asked so that it comes out better? And this too is where tone comes into it because um, if you want to go to a senior manager and say can you just tell me what your thinking was when you did that um, depending on your relationship with them that might not be the right way to say it you have to think about the tone the question and practicing it really helps and then picking the time and the place thinking about their mood your mood the work tempo so not picking the day when pay runs have to go through and they have to do significant checking um, all of those things are really important to think about when you're timing that meeting. And then the plan B is when is it not going as intended and what do you do? I like retreat again, but plan B is another a very good one. Um, and it's really about helping the coachee, the person you're coaching to understand if it's not going well at a point, how do you stop and get out and come back to it? get some more coaching and come back to it. So, for example, it could be as simple as you've given me some really great things to think about. I'd like to go away and look at that and then we can pick this conversation up at another time. But you sort of have to have your exit strategy because there's nothing worse than going in and not having a plan B um, and then it all falling apart and it being a terrible experience. So with your coach, when you're coaching someone, it's really about checking in with them and saying, how will you know? How will you know when you need to 
um, utilize your plan B, you know this person um, well or as best as, as they can, what will be the points for you? What words will they say that you know that it's not going the way that you want it to do? And what will your response be? And it goes back into that practice piece that is practicing that it's not going well, what do you need to do? So to, to give you to link it back into the um, the example that I had, the ops manager had a conversation with their general manager and talked about things about when when you made this decision, what was happening? What made you made you feel that this was a at the time that you needed to jump in? Um, we they also asked some really great questions around how do you how do you think that might have been perceived by the rest of the staff? And eventually they got to a space where they were looking at, they were talking about the fact that it's really difficult moving into new roles and that you, you know the other role really well and that you want, you know, um, but also recognising that it's undermining for, for the general manager to step into the ops manager role and that the ops manager role has to have a space where they can grow and develop their own style in that ops manager environment. Um, and they didn't need to use the plan B, though. It, it all worked really well. Um, but it really came down to that practice session that I had with the operations manager to say, let's really think about what's your plan, what's your purpose, making sure that it's about the, what they, their, the purpose in this one was really that they needed to build a relationship based on general manager, operations manager, as opposed to the previous relationship that they had. And that practice, as a coach, it is the most valuable tool that you can give to your coachee is to give them a space where they can ask the questions and in a really supportive and safe environment. So does anyone have any questions about the five Ps of coaching upwards? Does anyone have any questions or comments about the case study that I've taken you through and given you an idea of when coaching upwards would be utilised, this is your opportunity to ask anything that you would like or if there's something else you'd like me to um, take you through. And look, you know, <clears throat> having worked in HR for several, several years, I don't like to say how many years these days, it sounds too many, um, I've seen coaching upwards work super well. Um, I have also seen coaching upwards uh, left to its own devices that didn't work so well. Um, for me, the value, the value that I could provide as a HR practitioner was in that space of the practice and prepping them before the practice. So don't just go into practice, what do you want to say? Really delving into what is the plan, what is the issue, what is the purpose, so that as soon as they get into that space, they feel much more comfortable. Um, Del says, what happens when the boss doesn't take your discussion well, regardless of how well you planned? Yeah, sometimes that happens, unfortunately. Um, I guess it depends on the relationship that you have with that person and whether or not you feel you can have another conversation that says, um, it appears that it didn't go really well. Was there something I could have done differently? How can we move forward so that we can have better conversations? Um, as we all know, um, there's not much you can do about how other people respond 
to things. I wish I had a magic wand. It would be amazing. Um, it's really just about who you want to be as the who the who you want to be in that relationship and how you want to come across. So sometimes it doesn't go particularly well, but I would hope that um, on most occasions there's an opportunity to, to go back. So I would say go back and have a chat with your coach or and who you're working with and think about how you might approach that conversation in a different way now that you've got another piece of information. So you've also got the information about the fact that it didn't go well and what that, that means. So, um, yeah, and I've had a number of conversations that I thought would go much better than they would and they don't. <laughs> and it's really just about go back. And plan again, remember the purpose, practice. Any other questions? Anything else you would like to know? Okay, well, I am going to remind you all about our Certificate for and Workplace and Business Coaching, which we have um, we have a face-to-face -face coming up in August for anyone who is interested. And then our next one will be in October. We have our coaching buddy nights, which um, you get information, we send out emails about. And we also have our leader as coach program. So if you are um, looking for initial um, leader as coach training or you've got managers in your organisations that you think would really benefit from um, learning how to create these really great conversations, then they are, then we have the leader as coach program. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Coaching Cafe podcast. You can watch the full video of this podcast on our website. I'll put a link in the show notes. We'll see you at the next Coaching Cafe.